chapter 74, Clemency, Tolerance and Gentleness. Allah the Exalted says in the Quran, وَالْكَاظِمِينَ الْغَيْظَ وَالْعَافِينَ عَنِ النَّاسِ وَاللَّهُ يُحِبُّ الْمُحْسِنِينَ Who repress anger and who pardon men. Verily, Allah loves the good doers. And Allah also says, Show forgiveness, enjoin what is good, and turn away from the foolish. And Allah also says, the good deed and the evil deed cannot be equal. Repel the evil with one which is better. Then, verily he between whom and you there was enmity will become as though he was a close friend. But none is granted it except those who are patient. And none is granted it except the owner of the great portion in this world. And Allah also says, and verily, whosoever shows patience and forgives, that would truly be from the things recommended by Allah. 632 Ibn Abbas who reported, the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said to Al-Ashaj Abdul Qais, you possess two qualities that Allah loves. These are clemency and tolerance, collected by Muslims. Commentary. This hadith teaches us to adopt a patient, mild, and discreet attitude towards others. Moreover, there is a provision for praising somebody in his presence, provided there is no likelihood of his being conceited. The hadith also provides inspiration for the cultivation of good habits. 633. Aisha anha reported, The Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wasallam said, Allah is forbearing and loves forbearance in all matters. Collected by Al-Bukhari and Muslim. Commentary. Mildness also brings human beings closer to one another, and on this count, Allah likes it very much. 634 Aisha anha, reported, The Prophet said, Allah is forbearer, and he loves forbearance, and rewards for forbearance, while he does not reward severity, and does not give for anything besides it, collected by Muslim. Commentary. Mildness is the opposite of harshness. Allah enjoins softness and dislikes stiffness in human relations. Allah assures us of reward for gentle behavior in society, not for unkindness or anything like that. However, 
inflexibility is preferred to flexibility when there arises a question of religious matters and the limits are set by Allah. 635 Aisha anha reported the Prophet said whenever gentleness is added to something it adorns it and whenever it is withdrawn from something it leaves it defective collected by Muslim Commentary To be soft-spoken is such a quality that by virtue of which a man is not only endeared to people but also to Allah and by being bereft of it he not only becomes a contempt incarnate in the eyes of people but also with Allah 636 Abu Huraira reported a Bedouin urinated in the masjid and some people rushed to beat him up the Prophet said, Leave him alone and pour a bucket of water over it. You have been sent to make things easy and not to make them difficult. Collected by Al-Bukhari. Commentary This hadith brings into light the fact that leniency is also vitally needed in the sphere of education and discipline. This is particularly true in the case of ignorant and ill-bred people. This is so because if they are treated unkindly, they will become more indocile on account of their wild temperament and foolishness. A kind handling is indispensable for putting them to discipline, even if they make desperate blunders. This hadith is very beneficial with regard to the way of da'wah, guidance, and practical education. Another point this hadith discloses is that the flow of water can wipe out dirt and impurity and make the place free from its effect. 637 637 Anas anhu reported The Prophet said Make things easy and do not make them difficult. Cheer the people up by conveying glad tidings to them and do not repulse them. Collected by Al-Bukhari and Muslim. Commentary. This hadith informs us that preaching, sermons, religious discourses, and moral advice all should concentrate on such things as may be helpful to people in being inclined towards gaining religious knowledge. Likewise, this aspect should also be kept in view in the exposition and interpretation of religion. Moreover, the tone and mode of expression of religious leaders should not be repulsive and based on sectarian hatred. Rather, it should pull hearts to the religion. In brief, preachers and ulama must be regardful of the central point of the cause to which they are dedicated. 638 Jarir ibn Abdullah radiyallahu anhu reported, The Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, He who is deprived of forbearance and gentleness is in fact deprived of all good. Collected by Muslim. 639 Abu Huraira radiyallahu anhu reported, A man asked the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam to give him advice. 
And he وسلم, said, do not get angry. The man repeated that several times. And he وسلم, replied every time, do not get angry. Collected by Al-Bukhari. Commentary. This hadith has already been quoted. Yet the compiler has repeated it on account of its relevance with this chapter. It is to be noticed that an advice should be made as circumstances demand. When the Messenger of Allah وسلم, perceived by his insight that the visitor was a person of sharp and fiery temper, he repeatedly advised him to resist anger. 640 Abu Ya'ala Shaddad ibn Aws who reported, The Messenger of Allah وسلم, said, Verily, Allah has prescribed ihsan, meaning perfection for everything. So when you kill, you must make the killing in the best manner. When you slaughter, make your slaughter in the best manner. Let one of you sharpen his knife and give ease to his animal in order to reduce his pain. Collected by Muslim. Commentary. By killing is meant the killing of a harmful animal or the killing of a murderer as retribution and the killing of the enemy in the battlefield. All these situations warrant killing, but with a stress on moderation thanks to Islamic teachings. A believer is told not to let his passions of enmity go wild, and even an enemy or a criminal ought not to be put to the torturous death. In the pre-Islamic period of ignorance, it was a prevalent practice that the limbs of a victim were mutilated before he was finally killed. Islam has forcefully forbidden this inhuman custom, stating that the victim should be beheaded with the one swing of a sword. Similarly, there are specific instructions regarding an animal slaughter. First, the knife should be sharpened. Second, the animal must not be slaughtered from its nape because in both ways it will suffer pain. This Sharia rule ensures quick death of the animal. In modern Europe, an animal is slaughtered with one stroke of a cutting machine. Apparently, this method seems to be easy and smooth. Yet in this way, the animal's blood doesn't flow out from its body completely. So the consumption of the meat of such a kill is injurious to human health. Due to this reason, Islam considers the discharge of blood as a prerequisite to halal or lawful food. Certainly, only the Islamic way of slaughtering an animal is more sound, scientific, and wholesome. 641 Aisha radiyallahu anha reported, Whenever the Prophet وسلم, was given a choice between two matters, he would always choose the easier as long as it was not sinful to do so. But if it was sinful, he was most strict in avoiding it. He never took revenge upon anybody for his own sake. But when Allah's legal bindings were outraged, he would take revenge for Allah's sake. Collected by Al-Bukhari and Muslim. Commentary. The two things between which the Messenger of Allah, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, would make his choice could be religious or worldly. For instance, if he were asked to award one of the two punishments to somebody, he would choose the milder one. 
And if he had the liberty of choice between two obligations, he would opt for the easier one. Between war and peace, he would always go for peace, provided it involved the interests of Islam and Muslims. Moreover, in all matters, he used to take the line of least resistance, in case it went without the disobedience of Allah. In this case, a principle has been defined for Muslims in general, as well that they are free to take an easy way, but this must not entail a loophole in respect to the Sharia. Secondly, the most excellent character of the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wasallam also comes to our view that he never retaliated for personal reasons. His extraordinary concern for the sanctity of Islamic law is also displayed by the fact that he could never brook the transgression of Allah's limits and the transgressor was sure to be punished by him. The Prophet's attitude sallallahu alayhi wasallam also explains and delimits the sphere of morality that to let the violator of divine law go scot-free must not be counted as a sign of good manners. Rather, it reflects the lack of religious sensibility. Not to take exception to lapses in mundane affairs surely speaks of moral excellence. But we are not allowed to dispense with the evasion of religious rules. 642 Ibn Mas'ud reported, The Messenger of Allah وسلم, said, Shall I not tell you whom the hellfire is forbidden to touch? It is forbidden to touch a man who is always approachable, having polite and tender nature. Collected by At-Tirmidhi. Commentary. The Hadith throws light on a kind bearing which is rooted in faith and saves man from the hellfire. The second lesson is that prior to discussing something important with somebody, we should make him attentive and receptive so that he may take interest and put faith in what we tell him.